welcome back. I hope your week is going well. I bet most places are easing into beautiful fall weather. I live in Arizona, so our fall weather consists of us being really excited that we're hitting the low 100s, and it's even really getting crazy if we're hitting like 98. <laughs> 97. That is a good day for us. As I sat down to record my podcast and I just looked at the weather, I was like, this just isn't right. This just isn't right. I'm so jealous of the rest of the states and many other countries right now that have the beautiful fall weather. Anyway, I'm going to get into what we're going to talk about today. We are going to be talking about macros. I know I've done a couple of episodes on macros, and I will refer back to those in the episode and also put them, the links for them in the show notes because I feel like they can really help clarify some things. So today I'm going to go over just two or three questions that I commonly get asked and explain kind of the background behind them and how it works. And then at the very end, I'm going to give some tips for setting up your own macros. Now, obviously with my clients, I do their macros for them, but I will explain very generally how I do them and what I look at. So if you're someone who's trying to work on your own macronutrients and kind of set up something that is healthy and balanced for you, you can kind of use the tips I offer as well. So that's the topic today and we will get into it now. And today's show sponsor is Activewear ACTA. Now, I am super impressed with this brand because they donate to different charities with every item sold. They donate to a childhood cancer, to sex trafficking, to clean water, and to a mental health. So for every item sold, they give away, which is, in today's society, I feel like we forget that giving is really what brings us together. It's what connects us. So on every item they sell, they have four dots representing the four charities that they give to. And when you purchase their items, you're giving to them as well. They even have a line called the Renewed line, which is made out of recycled plastic bottles, fishnets, and plastic bags. That is amazing. And honestly, when I ordered their clothes and I felt the material, they are like butter soft. Their clothes are so soft. They're so stretchy. They're so durable. I've been super impressed with them. And I know you will be as well. So today you get 10% off any items on their site with the code Make It Simple. Again, it's just the podcast name, Make It Simple. I will add a direct link to their site in my show notes so you can check out their stuff. They have beautiful items. I've been really happy with the ones that I've got, and I know you will love them as well. So 10% off, make it simple with ACTA. My name's Andrea Allen, and I am a mother of four girls under seven, a wifey to a mountain man, a personal trainer, and a nutrition coach. I love all things women's health and fitness, but let's face it, the fitness industry is complicated and it's not built for the everyday mom. There's so much conflicting information and you're busy and you don't have time to figure it out. I hate feeling confused and overwhelmed. So I've made it my mission to simplify health and fitness while creating a welcoming, realistic, and empowering home for like-minded women. I'm happy you're here and I hope you stay a while. All right, so we are just going to hop right into this today. I have three questions, and then I'm going to talk a little bit about setting up your own macros. So the first question I get asked by clients and sometimes even just by followers or people I meet is, if I am in a deficit, does the macro ratio even really matter? Let me first suggest, if you're wondering that, that you go back and listen to episode 21 on the difference between macros and calorie counting, because that's going to explain very, very clearly 
why macro ratios are different than just calorie counting. And I'm going to kind of explain this as well. So here's the deal. If the macro ratios really don't matter, that means that I could eat Twinkies all day as long as I'm in a deficit, as long as I'm staying in my calorie window. And while technically that can work, they've even done studies. Like literally they've done scientific studies where someone is eating all junk food in a calorie deficit and lost weight. And so it can work, but my thought is I am always looking at a lifestyle and how things make you feel. So if you only ate Twinkies all day in your deficit, for one, how would you feel? I bet you would actually feel pretty terrible. For two, oftentimes when we do things like that, when we only eat junk food, we are missing nutrition. We're literally missing things that our body needs. And when our body isn't getting what it needs, it is more likely to create cravings and binging because our body talks to us through hunger, through cravings, through binging, through thirst. Those are ways that our body's saying, hey, something's off and I need something different. But it's almost like your body is a baby. You know, when you have a baby and they're like throwing cups and doing all things and you're like, oh my gosh, do you need your diaper changed? Are you thirsty? Are you hungry? What's wrong? Do you have a bubble in your stomach? (laughs) You're like wondering all these things. And that's kind of what our body is doing when we start to get cravings because there's something off. So I all the time will see people where they can be in a calorie deficit, but if they are not aware that they are getting some good, solid, healthy fats, that they're getting some complex carbohydrates, that they are getting some solid protein to build muscle, they still have cravings and they still struggle with this because their body needs certain nutrients to function optimally. And that is for long-term success. So yes, you could still see progress that way, but I promise you it won't stick around. It will be very short-term because that's not a lifestyle and your body needs things to function well. The other thing you could be aware of is with macros, they have purpose. Each one of them has purpose. So For example, fat helps stabilize your hormones. If you're eating and you're just paying attention to the calories and you're eating all carbohydrates, your hormones can easily be out of whack because honestly, fat is the hormone whisperer. It really does help balance your hormones. Something else to think about is insulin spikes. If you're not aware of the percents of the different macros you're eating, you could be eating mainly things that are simple carbohydrates or, you know, simple sugars or whatever it is. Fruit is really healthy for you, but if you're only eating that or only eating sugar, it is more likely to cause your insulin to spike. So it goes up and then it goes low and you have these lows and then you quickly try to eat something sweet with you know, simple sugar to spike it back up. And then even your moods are going to be off and your energy levels are going to be off. And that is no good. Nobody wants to feel like that. The third thing under, you know, just thinking about that calorie deficit rather than the macros is oftentimes when this happens, the number one macro that goes missing is protein. It is so low in so many people's diets. It's not even funny. Protein is actually what helps you build muscle. And the more muscle you have, the faster your metabolism goes. And the faster your metabolism goes means you're burning more calories, means you're more likely to lose weight, and you're more likely to be able to eat more food, which is going to create a lifestyle. Second, protein and fat have a higher thermogenic rate, which basically means it takes the body longer to break down those macronutrients. And so it the body's literally working harder to break them down for you to digest. So A, it helps speed up your metabolism, and B, you tend to stay fuller longer. So yes, 
the percents matter. If you are on a diet and you are eating 80% carbs and 10% protein and or let's say even lower, let's say 60% carbs and 20% fat and 10% protein, you're going to struggle with binging. You're going to struggle with cravings. You're not going to feel satisfied. Your energy is going to struggle. Your hormones could even struggle. So there are a lot of layers to that. So the percents do actually matter. And if you have a coach that has put you on percents or if you're trying to keep them a little bit more balanced, having one that is extremely off can definitely affect you. And the ones that tend to be off are protein more often, and that is one that you really do need for long-term success if you're trying to change the way you look and the way you feel as well. Oftentimes when I have clients or just in general, I have friends that have done this where they're a little bit burnt out of tracking, but they still do want to be aware and they still want to track, but it can get tedious over time. Now, I will explain another method I do for not tracking all the time, but if you're like, I still kind of want to track, I want to be aware, I tend to go really low protein when I'm not tracking, this is another thought process I've seen, and it's a step down from full out being aware of all the macros, but it would be to watch your protein intake, and then stay within whatever calorie window that you have assigned for maintenance. This is a good step, again, as I mentioned, for maintenance or for just trying to be aware but not trying to see drastic changes because, you know, if your proteins and carbs are all over the place, it can get tricky, but it can help people make sure that they're getting enough protein in and they're still doing okay. I've even seen people where they won't even track their calorie amount, but they'll just be aware of how much protein they're having to make sure it's not low. And that isn't a good option for, as I mentioned, a step down where you're just trying to maintain, you're just trying to kind of like live life and not make any drastic changes. So it's not my number one option, but if you're like, I'm burnt out of tracking, it's definitely like an option, you know, on a good, better, best scale. It's a good option rather than just like total unawareness. So you can think about that as well. So yes, the percents actually do matter, especially because as I'll explain at the end, I do different percents based on people's goals. So yes, they do matter. It's not just about the calories. And if you think it's just about the calories, go back to episode 21 and I will really break that down and explain why they matter. The next question I get asked, and this is a really common one from my clients, is if I get off in one macro, do I try to go under in another one to make up for it? So what's happening is they're seeing like the amount of calories I assign them. And typically, I don't even give them the calorie count. I just give the macro count. And they'll be like, oh my gosh, I'm totally over in, let's say, carbs, but I'm under in protein. So I'm not going to eat all my protein because then that will keep me like from not overeating. You'll keep like a normal calorie amount. So I'm not, so I'm still staying in my deficit if they're in a cut. Side note to the cut, like since we're talking about calories and macros, you can't live in a cut. You don't belong in a cut more than four to 12-ish weeks normally. They're short-term. Other than that, you need to be bumped up into maintenance, which is anywhere from 300 to 700 calories more where you're maintaining. And for those people who are like, oh, I'm always eating like 1,200 calories, you need to listen to my reverse dieting podcast episodes because you actually need to increase and get to a maintenance level before you're going to be able to have any fat loss and come into a cut. But today when I'm explaining these tips, I'm explaining them for the person who 
is in a cut, a healthy cut. They've not been under eating. They've been maintaining and they've had a slight cut in their calorie intake with good macros to kind of see progress. And at the end, I will explain a little bit about adding muscle as well. But this is a common question. They're over in one, they're under in another. Can they just like not eat as much of the other one to like balance it out so they still hit their calories? In theory, This does work because you are staying in a calorie deficit. If it's like every once in a while, I'm like, okay, that flows. It's fine. But what is most often is that normally when this is happening, someone is going drastically over in their carbs or their fat, and then their protein is low. You know how I feel about protein. It's a big one. (laughs) And it's going to make your metabolism faster. It's going to be less likely to hurt you like to keep a faster metabolism when you're in a cut. And I don't think I've ever had a client come to me and say, my protein is out of control and my carbs are so low. It's normally the other. It's normally that we're going over in fats or carbs, which those are normally the macros that we can manipulate for muscle gaining or for fat loss. And those tend to be the ones over which we don't want. While in theory, it does make sense to say, I'm not going to eat as much in another category. It can't be something that happens all the time because, as I mentioned, those percents do matter. Also, another thought is if you're like always over in one macro and you're under in another macro, there is no way for you to tell if your macro setup is working. If you are always adjusting categories or moving things up and down to try to stay in your calorie window and you're not seeing progress in your you know, journey... There's nowhere to know where to move because the numbers aren't consistent. I sometimes will read a client form because they have check-ins every week. They're so all over the place, but they're not seeing progress. And I'm like, I need you to hit your numbers because I can't tell what to move or how to adjust because there's no consistency. While in theory it works for matching the calories, it creates a lack of consistency, which is going to create more confusion on what is actually working and not working for you, for you to know for the future or for you to see like, hey, this is a good fit for my body. I respond well to this. If you're always adjusting the numbers and changing them up, it doesn't flow that way. If you're always being consistent with your numbers, you might notice, hey, my body responds really well to like more carbs and protein and a little bit lighter fat or maybe really well to a higher fat and like lower carbs like you can't tell if you're always moving things around so that is what's tricky and that's why I also think it's important that maybe every once in a while but I would definitely not get in that habit and more so not getting in the habit of like seeing that one area is over and one under not about the numbers not about consistency but to me the real issue is the mental battle Because honestly, the real game in fitness is our mental abilities and seeing food correctly and in a safe way. I say this because as I also explain in episode 28, I'll link that in the show notes, which is macro tracking do's and don'ts. I talk about how when we try to adjust in this way, it creates a negative connection with the macros. So for example, if you went over in fats and then you feel guilty and you're like, okay, I'm going to go under in my carbs and the next day maybe I'll go under in fats to like offset it. Or I'm going to, I had high fats today, I'll go under in one of the other ones. So it's making you feel bad for going over in fat and it's almost like a punishment. Oftentimes people will do this over a day, like two days. So let's say one day you go over in all your macros 
the next day they'll try to go under. Or if they went over in their fats and carbs, the next day they'll try to go under in those. And that does create that negative connection. It's no different than when people overeat and then they say, okay, tomorrow I'm going to exercise two hours longer to make up for it. There's no making up for it. All it does is punish you. It makes you feel like this is my punishment for going over in this macro. So now I get less of this macro or the next day I'm going to eat less. And we don't want to look at food that way. And we don't want to look at exercise that way. I do not want more exercise just because you ate more because that is creating exercise that's turning it into a punishment. If you eat too much food, then you have to stay on a cardio machine longer. And that to me mentally is way more damaging than eating that little extra bit of food. I don't even care if it was a lot of extra bit of food, but that is more damaging because it hurts your ability to feel empowered and to feel comfortable around different types of food. So I look at it from a mental aspect that in theory it can work, but it mentally feels like you're punishing yourself. And also it lets people get in the habit of trying to offset to make up for it. And then again, we're not being consistent with our numbers. Instead, in these situations, when you notice you're drastically over in a number or you're drastically under in another one, I would suggest looking back at what you had throughout the day and see what food Like if you were over in an area, see what food you entered that was really high in that macro count and see if you can just reduce the portion of that. You don't have to fully cut it out. You don't have to shame yourself for going over. You just need to say, oh, maybe I had, you know, a bagel for lunch. Maybe instead I would have a half a bagel. And since I was low in protein, I would increase my amount of protein. So it still balances out. I still get what I enjoy, but I'm just changing the portion sizes. It's the same thing if you're drastically under in a macro. Sometimes people come to me and they say, I'm 30 grams under, I'm 40 grams under, whatever it is. I say, look back at what you've done over the last few days and look at the macro that you're having that's low. Let's use protein as an example. If your protein is low, look at the foods you are having that are mainly protein and see if you can slightly bump up the portion of that food so you don't have to be creative and think of new foods you're just changing the portion for the macro that's over you don't have to cut it out and shame yourself you're simply changing the portion and then you still have that freedom but you're learning from what you're doing and you're seeing how to adjust what you're doing without being like that's it I'm going to cut this out tomorrow or I'm going to add this in tomorrow we just are saying oh, okay, so if I make this slight adjustment here tomorrow, no big deal. And we don't let it weigh on us the night before and just totally shift things around to try to make up, in air quotes, make up for what we did. Because what you did, even if you didn't hit your numbers, it's not bad. It's okay. This is a journey. It's not a race. No one does it perfectly. Even when I'm tracking, you better believe I have some days that I'm like, I don't even know what happened that day. (laughs) That was a hot mess. And that's okay. But I don't want you trying to manipulate the numbers like that. I want you to try. I suggest to my clients to be within five to seven grams of their protein and carbs that they have for themselves and three to five grams of their fat and just kind of try to bounce in that window. I've heard other people say much tighter windows, but I'm like above or below. If you stay in that window, it's decently consistent and you'll see how to adjust when you get stuck and it's a better indicator of progress. The third question I get asked all the time, and this is from clients or just from people in general that I meet on the street, is do I have to track macros forever? Or they'll ask me, so do you track macros every day? No. Like a capital N 
O. Tracking is to teach you awareness about food. It is to teach you what food is that goes in your body. Is it a protein? Is it a carb? Is it a fat? I love macros because they help people move away from the concept of good and bad, um, healthy and not healthy. Yes, it is true that whole foods are healthier for you. But at the end of the day, I am no different than you. I am a human. I love to eat myself a bowl of ice cream. I don't want to have shame when I eat ice cream. I want to just say, hey, I'm eating some carbs and fat right now, and I'm all good with that. And so I love macros because it takes people out of the like, you have to eat 100% clean. I know some trainers are big fans of 100% clean. I've had clients come to me where their trainer has told them lean, green, and nothing with sugar. And I was like, oh, I think I would not survive life that way. (laughs) I couldn't do it. I couldn't do it. I'm just honest. I just have to be completely honest. And I love macros for that very reason because it teaches you awareness. It teaches you the ability to disconnect from that good and bad. Now, when I am trying to make changes in my physique, whether I'm trying to build muscle or, you know, lose fat, I will track, but I track for periods of time. When I am not tracking, I have enough experience tracking that I do a method, which my clients also know, which is called macro awareness with intuitive eating. And basically, it makes you aware of what you're putting on your plate. It helps you name your plate so that you're aware of what you're eating throughout the day and you don't have to track, but it still kind of helps you keep some balance and make sure like, am I getting enough protein? Yeah, because when I look at my plate, I'm seeing protein on there. Or I'm looking at my plate and I actually don't see any protein on there, so I need to make sure for my next two meals that my plate has protein on it. Things like that where it helps that awareness. It's to teach you that. I don't believe that people need to track the rest of their life, but I've had so many clients who have tracked, and then they no longer track, but they're like, I'm able to balance my plate, and I'm able to have a good relationship with food because I don't look at it as shameful anymore. I look at it more as what does my body need right now? And what have I already had today? And what do I plan to have later in today? And then I can adjust my food around that. I truly don't fear treats or pasta or whatever it is because I honestly do believe it's what I have had earlier in the day, later in the day, what fits what I've had. And I can do that by just kind of balancing and naming my plate and being aware. So no, I don't think you need to track macros forever. I think it is a tool to teach you to have a good relationship with food, seeing it clearly, and then being able to just intuitively eat with macro awareness. Now, I am aware that for some people, when they're tracking macros, it can make them obsessive. And then all they think about is hitting their numbers. And if you fall into that category where all day long, all you're thinking about is this and that and fitting this and, you know, into that meal and this and that meal, and it's becoming um, intrusive and controlling, then I would stop tracking. I do understand that macros are not for everyone. For some people, it gives them freedom to you know, not see food as good and bad. And for other people, it can make them obsessive. I've seen it with clients and I've said to them, I don't want you to track anymore. I want you to just name your plate with 
macro awareness because I can tell that they're getting a little bit too intense about the numbers. It's making it unhealthy. So be aware of mentally how you feel when you're tracking. And if you're feeling like it's making you obsessive, then yeah, just go into intuitive eating. You don't have to track macros forever. But with intuitive eating, I believe you should be aware of your macros because that's what helps you maintain. People are big advocates of intuitive eating. And while I am as well, I think you should also be aware of the macros that actually help you stay healthy and balanced. So if I just intuitively ate, I probably would eat a lot more junk food if I was honest, because intuitively, I like to eat junk food. (laughs) So that's why I say intuitive with macro awareness and being aware of what you're putting on your plate. So no, it's not lifelong. It's not forever. It is a teaching tool to help you gain weight or lose weight. And sometimes you need to take breaks from it. And sometimes you can just name your plate. All right. So now I want to dabble a little bit in setting up your own macros because this is a common question I get on social media. My Instagram handle is deliciously fit and healthy. And a little ways back, I asked some questions about things, topics people wanted to hear. And a lot of people said, I don't know how to set up my macros. So I'm going to explain in a very general way how I do it. And you do have to understand that I say general because I do believe that the individual matters. I do believe that diet history and exercise routine and body type all play a role. I also will add in the show notes an episode of body types because I am super aware of that. It's why I collect client photos because I body types do play a role in how you set up their macros based on their needs and their habits. And visually, there is an ectomorph, an endomorph, and a mesomorph. And I think that they all matter. So I'll add that link in the show notes as well, which is going to give you tips for setting up your nutrition based on your body type, which will be described in that episode. So those are all things that I'm aware of when I'm setting up an individual's macros. I will also be the first to say that there is no one strict 100% way to do macros. If there were, every coach would be doing it the same. Everyone would have the same success rate. It would be just so cookie cutter, and there isn't. I've seen coaches who do it a little bit different than me, and that is totally fine. But this is the way that I have learned with my clients that generally bring success for a majority of them. So I will share this little formula that I do most of the time when I'm debating, you know, someone low carb, high carb, low fat, high fat, and so on. Now, a couple things to think about as you set up your own macros. The first one, you need to take into account your own current food behavior. So for example, if you one day I would suggest getting in an app and tracking what you eat for a day. Just this is, you know, how I do it with clients. They track what they eat for three days and they look at habits. And if you're already eating a really low calorie diet, chances are you need a reverse diet and you're going to need to slowly increase your food intake. And so that is going to be a different route than what I'm going to describe today. Because if you're eating low calorie on a consistent basis, you need a reverse diet because you have to fix the metabolism before you can come into that cut. So that's something to think about. As I mentioned, the body types and your workouts. I think a week or two ago, I did an episode on making sure that your fitness goals matched your workouts. Well, it can be similar with your food intake, that it matches your workouts. So if you are endurance training, you're going to need more carbs to help fuel those runs. It's going to make them more effective for that. So you kind of have to be aware of that as well. Same thing if you're lifting super heavy weights, you need more carbs as well, because if your goal is to build muscle and you're lifting heavy, 
protein and carbohydrates, the combination of them is what builds muscle. So being aware of your types of workouts as well. Pretty much no matter what, for most people, whether your goal is fat loss or whether your goal is gaining muscle because they, you know, are slightly different goals, I will normally put people's protein between 0.8 and 1 grams per pound of body weight. Now, for my vegetarians and vegans, that is a very high window. So I typically will bring them down to 0.6 to 0.8 grams. So they're a little bit lower. They just naturally sit a little bit lower because it's not possible to higher amount. And so just to be aware of that. The next thing I would do is you are going to have to figure out your TDEE. I talk about that in different episodes. That's your total daily energy expenditure. There's a couple calculators for that online. Um, That's something that I do separately for my coaching, which is a little hard to explain, but there are a lot of calculators for that online, but you can figure that amount. So you're going to figure out the total amount of calories that you're going to eat. And then we're going to get into the actual breakdown of the macros. So as I mentioned for protein, I would do 0.8 to one grams per pound of body fat, or if you're vegetarian or vegan, it's 0.6 to 0.8. If you have about 15 to 20 plus pounds to lose, typically I will put that person on a lower carb, higher fat diet in a slight cut as long as they haven't been under eating. So as long as they've been maintaining, they're not someone who's always been eating low calorie, I'll reduce the calories a little bit. I'll do lower carb and higher fat and then the protein window I already mentioned. I like to put them on higher fat because fat and protein keeps you fuller and those would be the two leading macros. And if I'm going to reduce someone's calories a little bit, I do not want them to be hungry. That's my big thing. My clients know within three days, I'll say, if you're hungry three days in a row and you're not in your period and you're sleeping well, you need to email me because I'm going to adjust your macros. So I want them to stay full. Also, as I've mentioned, it's a hormone whisper. It's really, really good for you. And when there isn't an abundance of carbohydrates in the body, your body is more likely to break down glycogen stores, so it's more likely to break down fat stores. So you would have a higher protein, a little bit higher fat, and a little bit lower carb because when there's not extra carbs running around in the body, the body's more likely to break down fat for you know use of energy because there's not a ton of carbs in the system. If you are leaner, if you are you have under 20 pounds to lose, you're already naturally kind of lean and you might look at yourself and think, "Oh, I have some weight to lose," but like you're already decently small, you don't have that much weight under, you know, 15-20 pounds. Typically, I would give this person a higher carb, higher protein, lower fat diet because the combo of protein and carbs is what fuels muscle. It's what makes the muscle. Oftentimes, women who are smaller will come to me and say, well, I have fat to lose. I'm just not tight here or, you know, this jiggles or whatever. And it's actually not an issue of needing to lose fat. They don't need to lose any. A lot of women tell me they need to lose fat. And I'm like, you actually don't have to lose fat at all. What actually needs to happen is you need to gain muscle to create that firmed, toned look that you're looking for. That's actually what's missing. So in those cases, I'm going to give them more carbs and more protein because that combo is going to help them build muscle and then a little bit lower fat than those two macros because that's really going to help them, you know, see more changes in the muscle. Second of all, if they're trying to put on a lot of muscle, Like they're going to need to lift heavier weights and also you're going to need to be in a surplus because if you're trying to really pack on a ton of muscle, then you need to be in a surplus of calories so that the body has energy and 
tools, building tools to literally build the muscle. So being aware of that as well. The tricky part is I know some of you are thinking like, well, I want to do both. I want to, you know, lose fat and I want to gain muscle. And you kind of described one as, you know, having more carbs and protein to build muscle and the other one as having more fat and protein to help lose fat. And the truth is you can't have two first place winners. I know in 2021, we think we can. Everyone's getting a trophy these days. Everybody, last place, you all get trophies. (laughs) But the truth is, There is primary and there is secondary. There is first place and there is second place. So you have to figure out what is my number one goal and what is my number two goal and then set up your macros accordingly. You also, when you set those up, you don't want to just stay in that window. Oftentimes when a client comes to me and they have over 20 pounds to lose, as they lose weight and I have them in a lower carb, higher fat, higher protein diet, as they start to lose weight and get towards 12 weeks, I change their percents because I'm like, we really need to switch to building more muscle because you have lost some weight and I want to not hurt your metabolism by keeping you in a cut. So I want to increase your carbohydrates and decrease your fat a little bit and we'll keep your protein high. So I want you lifting heavier and then we can start to try to like build more muscle and shift because metabolic adaptation is really real. So sometimes people will hear this and this is why I say it's general because they'll hear this and then the rest of their life they're like, well, I need low carb then because I have over 20 pounds to lose. And that's not always the case. You start in that window, you do things for four to, you know, 12 weeks, 16 max, and then it might be time for you to change things up to just change up your percents. I know I didn't give strict percents because it kind of depends on the person and your TDEE, but knowing if you should have like higher carbs and lower fat or lower fat and higher carbs can help as you work on your own and being aware of that. So I kind of wanted to give those general quick tips to hopefully help you. I hope this episode was helpful. I always love, love, love your feedback. Anytime you leave a review, wherever you listen, it makes a difference for the growth of the podcast. I always make sure to read those. You can also subscribe wherever you listen to at the top so that every episode is automatically downloaded. But don't forget to also check the show notes. I'm going to link a couple episodes that explain macros, that talk about them, that talk about protein, the difference between calories and macros, and the do's and don'ts to kind of just clear some things up. So as always, you are doing better than you think you are, and we'll chat next week.